Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled Karen demands to have another woman's eggs, as in, you know, her ovary eggs. I had the worst weekend, and of course, it had to get even worse. I'm a dermatology resident, and around a week ago, I was working after hours at a cosmetic skin clinic. We do cosmetic procedures like Botox and such. Enter entitled parent, a 48-year-old woman, and she brought along her husband and teenage daughter. One of the nurses approached her and let her know that only the person who has the appointment is allowed to come in. Karen demands to bring both of them in with her because she's afraid of needles, and that she knows the owner of the skin clinic, so it should be alright. The nurse keeps trying to reason with her, but she dismisses her with this weird hand gesture and enters one of the consultation rooms. The clinic is only open when we have a couple of patients booked, so we're currently understaffed. My coworker and I look at each other and try to debate on who should go see her, since in her booking she hasn't specified which doctor she previously consulted with. After losing a game of rock, paper, scissors, I dreadfully start getting masked to enter the room. As I enter the room, Karen and her husband are in a heated fight about whether or not her lips are too big, and their teenage daughter is just texting on her phone. I subtly clear my throat. The entitled parent finally shut the F up, and with her Karen voice she says, You aren't Dr. So-and-so. I only trust Dr. So-and-so to touch my face. <sighs> Mrs. Entitled Parent, when you book the appointment, you have to mention which doctor you prefer to have, since they only come in if they have patients lined up on that day. She looks at me with this blank, stupid expression. After some back and forth with her demanding that I call the owner and me letting her know that I can reschedule her appointment for a later date with a doctor that she prefers to have, she finally calms down and agrees to let me pump her face with more filler and Botox. We make some casual conversation and the teen asks, why'd you choose to become a skin doctor? To be honest, the answer was peer pressure and money, but I went ahead and explained that both my parents are doctors and growing up they always pushed my siblings and I to become doctors too. Then I decided to get a low-stress job that gave me freedom outside of work, and dermatology seemed like the best option. The daughter seemed very interested, and we kept chatting while her mother closely examined her face to check if she was content looking like a Walmart Kardashian or not. All of a sudden, the husband starts to ask more questions about my family, where they work, or if any of them were sick, which seemed odd. So I just said no and continued talking to the daughter. The entitled parent and husband start to whisper to each other while casually glancing at me as I wash my hands to get ready for the next procedure. The entitled mother starts asking really odd and personal questions, which I dismissively answer with a word or two because at this point I feel very uncomfortable. And here it comes. Nothing in my life has mentally prepared me for this. Karen says that her sister has an ovarian teratoma and she has to get it laparoscopically removed. Her sister always dreamed of having kids, and she was wondering if I could donate my eggs. I was shocked to say the least, because I never imagined that a complete stranger would ask me for something like this. I told her that I was sorry for her sister, and that there were places where she could review a bunch of egg donors. That way, she could carefully review and decide what kind of egg donor that she most likely wanted to use. She reassures me, saying that her sister would for sure like me. And since I'm from a family of doctors, I have no disease in my family, and I have great thick hair, which she says as she actually grabs my hair. So she knows the child will be both smart and healthy. I tell her that I am not interested in the offer, and that I'm sure she could easily find a donor with even better qualities. 
but she insisted that I take her number and consider donating to a poor Christian woman who loves children as much as she loves God. I took her number so she would stop talking, and I finally left the room so the nurses could take over. I immediately threw the number away and tried to forget about this strange incident. I got scheduled for a consultation yesterday with a woman named Megan, who's not a previous patient of mine. But she specifically requested me, which is odd, because I hardly get any specific requests from patients to have me since I'm still a resident. Nevertheless, I go in for the consultation, and to my horror, the entitled parent is there with her sister. They greet me with a high-pitched, Hi, Dr. O.P., how nice to see you again. And this is when I knew that I was going to have a nightmare consultation that I could not run away from. Karen's sister, Megan, is a 37-year-old woman who claims to be a God-fearing housewife with a dream to mother a child. And that her sister had filled her in on all the details, and they even stalked me on Facebook and found my parents and my sisters. Before she keeps rambling on, I let her know that I have already told her sister that I am not interested in donating my eggs, and I asked her what she wanted to get done with her skin. She acted confused and told me, But you would be doing a good deed by donating an egg to a woman who had her ovaries ripped away from her body. And she reminds me that as a doctor and as a Christian, which she found out through my dad's Facebook, I should be following the word of God and help her out. I have nothing against donating eggs and sperm. I think it's honorable to help someone in need to have a kid, but I don't want children. I don't know these women, and I'm not going to go through the whole procedure of extracting an egg for someone that I hardly even know. Also, I don't want a child of mine just out there in the world. I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. I let her know that I have no desire to donate my eggs, and I suggest a clinic that handles infertility issues, and I ask her again what she came in for. Karen and Megan look at me perplexed. They can't believe that a woman would not want to spread her legs to go through a painful procedure to extract an egg that can be donated to a complete stranger. How can you say that? Aren't you a feminist? Aren't you a doctor? Aren't you a Christian? Where are your morals? Miss Megan, I don't personally know you. This is a skin and cosmetic clinic. If you need a consultation for infertility, then you should go to a fertility clinic, I say as I start to stand up. Dr. O.P., you're not acting like a good Christian woman would, Karen says. And I remind her that this is a place of business, and if she's not interested in a consultation for skin procedures, then she can go ahead and leave. Karen starts yelling loud, very unchristian words at me, letting me know that Satan will come for me because I've turned down God's will. I call my male nurse, and he talks to her and lets her know that she needs to leave the clinic immediately, or he'll call the cops. The entitled sisters curse me out as they leave. Isn't life great sometimes? OP, the part of the story where she touched your hair while talking about getting your eggs made me physically cringe. How entitled do you have to be to think that you're entitled to someone else's eggs? (laughs) It's like that pop song. Hey, I just met you and call me crazy, but here's my number. I want your babies. Our next Reddit post is from Azizi. This was a long time ago. I hardly have any contact with that part of my family anymore, but I do still talk to my dad once in a while. My dad needed a car for a while, so I loaned him mine. When I went to get my car back, the back end was smashed in. My dad told me that he was at a red light and the car got rear-ended. Of course I asked the normal questions about whose fault it was and insurance and everything else. He told me the other guy's insurance company sent him a check for the damages, but it wasn't enough to cover the repairs, which was a lie. 
So he didn't have the car repaired. Instead, he spent the money. My dad and I have the same first and last name, but a different middle name. So it's easy to see how he could claim the car was his and have the check written to him. When I told my dad that he should have just let me know about the accident and let me handle the claim, he said, Why should you get anything? You weren't in an accident. I was. We had an argument about this, but none of my dad's argument was even anywhere close to being valid. He also just wasn't hearing any of what I had to say. I asked my dad to leave the car at his house for a few days and said that I would arrange to have it picked up and repaired. A couple of days later, I went to his house, but I didn't see the car, so I thought that he wasn't home. But when I knocked, he answered. My younger brother was also there, which was surprising because he was supposed to be away at college, which I was helping pay for, but that's another story. I told my dad that I was here to pick up the car. He said that was impossible because he sold it. I asked him why he did that and he said, You seem so pissed off about the damage that I figured that you'd want me to go ahead and sell it so you didn't have to deal with it anymore. I was still making payments on the car, so I asked my dad how he could have sold it without the title. He told me that he just had the guy fill out a lost title form or something like that. I don't even know all the details on it. I told him I thought that was going to be a problem when the guy tries to register the car and finds out there's a lien on the car. My dad says, that's the buyer's problem, not mine. When I asked him how much he got for it, he told me he got $3,000. Even with the damage, it was closer to $7,000, but definitely no less than $5,000. I asked my dad for the money, and he told me that he already spent it. Then he went on this long rant about how many bills he has and how he's even paying for my brother's college, which is not true. Plus, my brother was standing right there. My brother had dropped out of college, but he didn't tell me, even though he kept cashing the checks that I sent. I've had very little contact with my parents after that, and I think I've only actually seen them once since then, which was around the time that I got married, but not at the wedding because they refused to go. None of this was all that surprising, though. I never should have even loaned my car to my dad in the first place. OP, oh my god. Your father literally stole from you twice. First he stole the insurance payout, then he's... <laughs> Actually, no, three times. First he stole the insurance payout, then he stole your car, then he stole the money that he got from selling the car that he stole from you. OP, your dad is an absolute piece of garbage, and I think I see why your little brother is also a piece of garbage as well. Clearly, it's starting to rub off on him. Also, OP, you have way more patience and grace than I do, because if I were in your shoes, I would have sued him 100%. And like, even if you don't want to deal with your father, okay, I kind of understand that. I really feel like the insurance company is to blame here as well. Because it's their responsibility to send the check to the right person. But clearly, they didn't do your due diligence, so you should contact them and let them know that they should cut you a check. Our next Reddit post is from ScoobyCore. So, I was in Primark at the time, which is a well-known clothing outlet in the UK for people who can't afford to fork out on big clothing brands. I was wandering around the men's section on the second floor where there's a busy escalator on one side of the shop and a lift on the other. As I got closer to the elevator, I heard raised voices and I went over to look because I'm nosy. There was a white woman in her mid-twenties standing in the open lift. She had a child in a stroller with her. Let's call her Karen. In the doorway of the elevator was an older black woman around 50 years old who clearly had an issue with her leg and was using crutches and one of those boots they use for stuff like broken legs. Let's call her Jane. There was also a younger black man, maybe in his late 20s with Jane, but I'm not sure that he said anything during the entire encounter. 
I'm mentioning everyone's race because I'm not sure if Karen's actions weren't entirely free of prejudice. So Karen was in the elevator, and she had her stroller angled to stop Jane from getting in the lift, which was definitely big enough for more than three people and a stroller. In a raised voice, Karen said, I'm claustrophobic. I can't have anyone in the lift with me. Jane was asking if Karen would please just let her into the very big lift so she didn't have to wait for it to go down and come back up again. Karen was not having it and just kept repeating, I'm claustrophobic, over and over. And she told Jane to go use the escalator instead. Jane gestured towards her leg and crutches and asked whether Karen did this in every elevator. Because there was no way that she could get away with doing this every single time she got into an elevator with someone. When Jane started calling Karen out on this, Karen's story quickly changed too. With everything going on, I'm just worried about getting COVID. She said this without having a mask on to a woman who was wearing a mask while standing in an extremely busy shop. By this point, it would have been quicker for them to go down and send the lift back up one at a time. Karen started shouting, How do I know that you don't have COVID? And Jane just responded with a very calm, How do I know that you don't have COVID? So <laughs> so Karen yelled, How do I know your leg is actually broken? That took a weird turn, lady. By this point, there were about 10 people, including me, pretending to look through clothes racks while actually staring at what was going on. You know, it's rude to stare, so you have to be polite while watching the drama. Finally, three different staff members appeared about five minutes after the commotion started, and they asked the women to take two separate elevator trips. They let Karen go down first because she was already in the lift. Shame. I heard Jane saying to Karen, this is how it's going to be for a long time. She needs to get used to it. I imagine she was referring to COVID and sharing spaces again. Everyone just went back to their shopping after the women were split up. But I remember making eye contact with a maybe 16-year-old boy who was also watching, and we just burst out laughing in the middle of the shop. It's not all that exciting, but I got a huge laugh out of it for a few days. Okay, so as a new father, there's something that I'm like very, very aware of in this story that I think some people might not have noticed. If you're having a fight with someone and you want to physically force them away from you, why would you use your stroller with your baby in it to do that? If I'm having a confrontation with a person, I'm not going to use my baby as a shield to keep them away from me. No, I'm going to put myself between me and the carriage, so what is wrong with this woman? There's two scenarios. Scenario one, she's a terrible mother who doesn't actually care about her kid's safety. Scenario two is the stroller was empty and she was just using the stroller to keep people away from her, which seems kind of unlikely. So in addition to being a bad person and a racist, she's also a terrible mom. Also, shame on those store employees for letting Karen go first. This has nothing to do with Karen, right? Obviously, she deserved to go second because she was being a jerk, but that's not why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because Jane was handicapped, so she clearly should have been given priority to use the elevator first, right? That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, then be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.